Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Daniel Ardunia. Each month, we're excited to bring you an incredible interview with someone who has experience in facilitating an environment where people work better together. And each week, we'll share some actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to help you function better together, whether it's in your marriage, family, team, workplace, church, or community. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into some content and get better together. Brothers and sisters, we are excited to dig into some content today. And Ian and those listening, I mean, working hard to create unity happens in various domains. One of those domains is nonprofit organizations. It takes a lot of planning of logistics and people to do what nonprofits do. Uh, And there's a lot of unity that's needed to, to be built to really create and chase after the vision of nonprofits. Uh, and within that domain, there's there's many heroes. And today we we have the opportunity to, to interview one of those heroes. So Ian, would you introduce who it is that we're going to be interviewing to our listeners today? Yes, sir. I, I'm super excited to uh, introduce to you guys Shannon Santos, who uh, leads uh, a nonprofit right here in our city of Costa Mesa called the Someone Cares Soup Kitchen. And uh, you'll get to hear some of her story from her herself. But uh, she's uh, a little bit of a legend in our city because she's following the footsteps of her grandmother, who actually started the Someone Cares Soup Kitchen. And her and her family have been impacting people who are living with a lot of food insecurity for years and years now. So this is someone who's really been around the block in this whole space of pulling people together uh, to work together for a common cause. So we're excited. I want you guys to welcome with us Shannon Santos to our podcast. So Shannon, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, so, so glad to be here. Thank you. I feel honored to uh, to have been asked and uh, and appreciate and uh, appreciate the time that we get to share and and talk. And so, thank you. Well, why don't you? Can you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself? So I. Uh, uh, as you said, my my grandmother Merle Hadelberg started the soup kitchen in uh, 1986 uh, here on Costa Mesa, and she set up at the time at Ray School, which wasn't being uh, used, and so she was serving meals out of there. It started very small, and um, from there went from uh, different churches, churches always loving the work that she was doing, and uh, finally, after 10 years, uh, had saved enough money to find a permanent home, which uh, is our home here on 19th Street on the west side of Costa Mesa. And uh, first day, you know, she started serving meals. She only served about 30 people. Uh, Today we're, you know, serving hundreds of thousands of meals annually and uh, to a community that uh, our neighbors, our friends, and uh, our supporters. Um, uh, I, uh, been with the organization for 20 years and uh it's i i I never ceases to amaze me how amazing the organization is but just the 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 work that is being put out you know we're a smaller organization but the we're a small but mighty organization and uh what we do is incredible and we we wouldn't honestly be able to do it without people coming in and it's these, it's the hands that, that give us a help. And uh, all different yeah. kinds of people, right? You, you have people coming right. in there from so many different <laughs> backgrounds, 
you know, as volunteers, but also clients, you know, people that are being served, right? It's the it's such a wide range from from volunteers, you know, from our youth volunteers coming in and getting community service for high school graduation requirements or going for presidential awards for uh, to get into college. Uh, yeah. uh, we have an amazing group, about a dozen youth volunteers from Newport uh, Harbor High School right now through the AVID program. And they're out here every weekend yeah. assisting us with a newly established food distribution program. And I mean, the commitment, I mean, the commitment that these youths are making to the organization is it's just incredible. It is. We have, uh, our, our retirees, you know, that they, they make that commitment to be here, you know, rain or shine, and they're going to be here serving up some soup. So yeah. I was up there just earlier today. And, you know, even as I was walking through the back as people were preparing and getting stuff done outside and then into the kitchen, it, it so impresses me, the diversity and the, the variety of people that are in there working together. It's, it's incredible. I mean, elbow, elbow to elbow, you know, and, you know, we'll have, I mean, the, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Uh, and you get to know so many people uh, coming in, you know, coming in the back door and seeing like, okay, what am I going to be doing? Because it's a, it's a fast paced environment. You know, we have a, a lot of work, a lot of cooking, prepping, sorting to do in a very quick period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, but to be able to do it next to someone there that has that like-mindedness that is there for kind of for the greater good, you know, thinking uh, beyond what their, their needs are and thinking of a, uh, the greater good for everyone and so that like-mindedness is definitely a ribbon that is shared throughout our volunteers that's awesome that's awesome uh, shan you said I, I gathered in there hundreds of thousands that you serve and see come through the soup kitchen each year um right. and in that we were we're getting a little bit into it but could you could you help our, our viewers and listeners maybe have even a better idea what kind of variety of types of people do you see come through that are that are in need um, uh, or that you serve? What, what are the variety of types of people that come? Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent across the board from from in, infants to ninety year olds. You know, so we have you know mamas carrying their babies in, and we have you know a senior citizen that's that's coming in. Uh, for instance, that's you know taking the bus up from Huntington Beach to to have a hot meal. But it's you know part of, of uh, what they do. It gets them outside. It gets them active. So there's uh, a lot of people think that it's just homeless people that come to a soup kitchen, but that's clearly not the case. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a lot of social uh, uh, social environment. Pre pre pandemic, of course, you know we sat down and we specifically designed the tables because we wanted it to be. So people could engage with each other and do that that family style of seating. Hmm. So uh, things things are different now with COVID, and we're doing a to go style of service. But uh, the amount of meals that we're serving certainly hasn't changed. Yeah. So, um, so how do you how do you pull this off, Shannon? How many staff? How many volunteers each year? You know, where do they come from? How different really are they all? I, I want our I want our audience to get a, a taste of how you're pulling people together, how you're getting them to work together 
around this thing. But give give us an idea. How many staff? How many volunteers? Where do they come from? You know. So, so staff staff wise, we have uh, a, a small staff of eight people. And uh, so we have a, a weekend staff because we're serving a hot meal uh, uh, on Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 11. And then during the week, we have a driver that goes around and procures all of our food donations. And then we have a, a chef, an assistant in the kitchen, myself, um, and I have a new gal in the office. And we also have a person that helps in the dining room and, and helping with both guest and volunteer needs. So, you know, it's small staff and the biggest sort of part of the muscle of the of the organization is our volunteers and through volunteerism with, again, without our volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And so we have volunteers that are coming in because they've made, they've made that commitment. Uh, surprisingly, or maybe not so surprising, we have volunteers that have been with us, you know, double digits, you know, 20 plus oh. years. So, and you know, that commitment is incredible. So we have uh, a lot of retirees that are working right next to a 15 year old, or it could be a retiree working right next to someone that's just wants to get out of the house. They might not be working. It could be that chef that might be out of a job that wants to come in and own their skills and comes in and volunteers in the kitchen. So it's such a, a vast variety of, of the reasons why, but, how many volunteers would you say you have like a year? Like uh, about 108,000. <laughs> 108,000 volunteers. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And uh, and I think, you know, part of honestly what makes the soup kitchen such a a comfortable and great place to work is because often, you know, we have Monday through Friday, we have that first shift, that nine to 12 and it's moving and it's, you know, it's got a great energy and, and a great vibe and they're cooking and they're prepping, they're peeling 50 pounds of potatoes. And, and then second, they're going in and preparing that food and then they get to see the fruits of their labor immediately, you know? So, you know, that, you know, that, that yeah, that it's, it's, I, but, it's instant gratification. They they get to see the results of the fruit the fruits of the labor. And so you've got some of these long term folks that have been there double digits, and then you've probably got a lot of people who come and maybe just do it once and check it out. And you know, yeah, I, a perfect example. I, we uh, uh, Tony from the Crossing reached out and and had a gal that for the past year had wanted to come out and and come and do some volunteer work, and so. Uh, Tony put us together. She came out yesterday and fell in love with the place. And mm -hmm. so she'll be back. And she's going to be, she wants to be an every Wednesday volunteer, but that's just a, a beautiful statement, you know, yeah. uh, of someone coming in, rolling up their sleeves, uh, wanting to do something, getting out there and kind of out of maybe their comfort zone or something that they're not familiar with and getting in and, and, and doing it and seeing and being part of something big. Yeah, and, um, uh, absolutely. And that's what I always say. You know, if, if people could just come in, roll their sleeves up, they're going to be hooked. I, it's kind <laughs> of because the work is so rewarding. Yeah. You know, people get to see that. You know, in serving the guests. You know, so they're in there cooking, and and then they're serving the folks, and they're seeing the true need yeah. of what that hard work goes to, and that's such a such an amazing reward. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, Shan, you said 108,000 volunteers and you can see the reaction that Ian and I have to that. 
So to help our audience understand 108,000 volunteers, retirees, teenagers, young adults, this full variety, what have you found? Yes. What have you found to be important um, when it comes to getting this variety of people together for the common good? How how do you how do you gather these variety of people together to serve in this way? I always call it the magic of the soup kitchen, but. You know, I mean, it's it's God. It's it's this is God's house and this is God's church, and 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 that's honestly how it comes together. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's the miracles of the soup kitchen, and uh, it's communication. Um, it's uh, being a part of something bigger and sustainable, and uh, and it's it's there's love and there's grace and there's it's hard work and it's very just very very fulfilling. Do you see people as they serve next to each other? Is there opportunities for them to talk and connect? Absolutely. Like, really, you see that happening and, and see that being a way that people kind of get, get together and get on board because they're doing Absolutely. something together. Absolutely. You know, and, and that and that engagement, you know, for, you know, like Lori cooking, Lori's our chef, and but Lori cooking in the kitchen and, and doing these, you know, showing the kids how to make, you know, stir fry. And they're like, oh, we're going to go home and show our parents how to, you know, we made stir fry today. And, but it's that, you know, that engaging and, and being able to really kind of identify and get to know that volunteer and, uh, and their specific talent and their, and, uh, and why they're here. And it's all about, you know, really building relationships and finding out who they are and, uh, and utilizing them. And, uh, and also, letting them kind of feel their way through it and kind of see, see where they're comfortable. It's so important, but communication and, and, uh, and letting them know the value of, of the work that they're doing mm. is just amazing. Yeah. Like there's so many nuggets in what you just said that is relevant to anybody who's trying to create unity in whatever setting, you know, I heard you say God's important. There's like this spiritual side to it. I heard you say communication's important. Uh, I heard you say that it's important to think about the other, like to look at what their gifts and their abilities are and try to um, appreciate those and, and get them in using those. Like those kinds of things help bring people together, right? I mean, I heard all that in what you just said. Am, am, I, am I hitting it right? <laughs> You're hitting it right on there. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. But what, what would you say is the biggest challenge? Hmm to getting people to, to work together. Like, so you've been doing this, you've got 108,000 volunteers that come through there. Um, you've got this common focus of, of helping people who are experiencing food insecurity um, and you're doing it, but there's gotta be like some challenges in the middle. Of, what, what's the biggest challenge you'd say? Uh, through volunteering, maybe personalities. Personalities, because you know, we're, we're you know, we're uh, dealing with so you know so many different personalities of, of who are coming in and and some people just it's, it's personalities you know some people might be a little more rigid uh, is that a good word I don't know so just personalities I'll, we'll leave it at that yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 get people getting comfortable mm -hmm. uh, but I would say that that would be 
the biggest the biggest things and you know we have a lot of rules i to be to be perfectly honest we have a lot of rules but we have a lot of rules for for really good reasons you know because safety is first and foremost and uh we want this to be a a good environment for everybody across the board so uh so some might question you know all the rules but uh yeah, but, sure. yeah. you know um I don't think that they're bad problems to have or big challenges to have because that's they're easy to walk through and manage. There are things that you can process through if you're willing, right? Like absolutely, any any anything is possible, you know. And uh, during, I found what was so amazing is that through this whole pandemic, you know, pre-pandemic, I mean, on the on Saturdays we were booked up for four months for people coming out four, five, six months at times on people, you know, booking groups, you know, during the weekdays, we have so many corporate volunteers that would be, that would be coming out and, and small groups. And, and then once uh, the pandemic hit, uh, people just calling and calling and canceling the, the reservation. And the uh, you mean, right? What's that? Their reservation, the volunteer. Right. There are, yeah, because we ask groups of five or more to book in advance. Okay. So we always want to make sure that we have enough work for the volunteers to do because there's nothing right. worse than a volunteer, you know, not having enough to do. So we always want to keep them engaged for sure. So pre, you know, we have a, a, a bevy of volunteers and then pandemic hit and the, uh, the it was can we're canceling the, the group reservation or booking. And what was so surprising is though, that during this time, even though we had so many that were dropping off due to safety and concerns, and it, we stepped back and, and created a pandemic protocol to, because we wanted to be, uh, safety was first and foremost thing that we wanted to make sure that everyone uh, from guests to volunteers to staff were all gonna be safe during this time. And, uh, and as a result though, we found that we were, attracting new volunteers new volunteers like that were coming i mean it was it was it was amazing that during this time of uh, a lot of fear and uncertainty that that people were willing to come out and 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 give a hand in, in these you know uncertain times at the end of the day people want to work together on something that makes a difference don't they i mean absolutely that's one of the the things you get to carry and, and mm -hmm. one of the things that draws people together is you're doing something mm -hmm. that is making a difference practically in, in people's lives. And, and so people want to come together around something like that. Um, right. and, and you get, you get to be one of the, one of the people in our world that carries something like that, <laughs> that, that draws people together. It's a great privilege, isn't it? It's, 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 it's an honor and and I'm just so grateful. So mm -hmm. grateful for the opportunity to to work in the community. Well, let me um, tell you, I know hundreds of people that are grateful for you. <laughs> it's a team. It's 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 a it's a but we, we have an amazing a team of staff and volunteers that truly from my heart we wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. Mm -hmm. uh, I it's just it's it's an amazing it's it's amazing, really it is. And I I don't. I say that I say it often, but it it, it is, and uh, and I think people, you know, just coming in and they have extra bags, you know, for uh, 
to package up our to-go boxes, mm-hmm. you know, but they can see, they bring them in, they're immediately being used. And I think people value that. Mm-hmm. And I think people uh, want, want to see that um, that immediate need being met. So, um, so good, Shannon. Shannon, I, I, I think Ian and I can hear your heart for others, your heart for people that volunteer for you and giving a lot of credit in those places. But there's clearly a lot of work that that you have to do in helping to lead this out. And, and within that, I mean, you said 20 years, I think you said that you've been a part of this. And so just for you and, and all the work that you've put in, I mean, can you help our audience understand maybe others that, that lead um, that are listening, but um, I see in you a, a whole bunch of joy. There's joy in your smile, there's joy in your eyes, there's joy in your face. What, what, where do you draw that joy from and how have you been able to stay at this for so long? Like, how are you able to do all of this? I love the work I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, 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 I'm so fortunate. I am so fortunate. I'm very, very fortunate to be able to do something. It's, you know, you hear that saying, isn't it amazing to be able to get up and do something that you love to do and that you're passionate. I'm so fortunate to still be passionate about the work I do. And, uh, and I have such, I have such great respect for uh, the city and the community that I'm able to serve in. And I'm so happy to be part of a team that exemplifies dedication and loyalty and love and grace. And uh, so I'm, I'm the lucky, I'm, I'm the lucky one. <laughs> Your answer to how you stay in so long is that it's gratitude. You have to remain grateful. That's so good. Yeah. It's gold. What an encouragement. What an encouragement to anyone listening that can think about seeing a, a vision 20 years later. And I mm-hmm. think so often we might feel like, how can I still be passionate about something like 20 years later? Is it going to get so old? Or or I face so many challenges and celebrations along the way. I think what an encouragement for people listening, though, to, to hear from someone that's been doing this for 20 years and says, I'm still passionate about this. I'm, I still love what I do. And, and you can see that all over your body, just the, the joy that comes out within that. I think that's encouraging for me. I know that can be encouraging for our audience as well and people that are listening. Yeah, you bet it is. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Shannon, you know, you are married, you have a family. You run this soup kitchen. Um, before we wrap this up, we want to give you an opportunity. You know, what's one thing that you'd want to make sure everyone out there knows if they're going to work better with others together in their marriage, their family, their work, their team, their nonprofit, their community? What is one nugget you can leave our audience with? Um, <laughs> yeah, the big one. What's the one big one on this whole idea of working together? I guess it would all comes down to unity and uh, hmm. unity and and grace. You know, because I think uh, we have grace in in the unity that we do. So I think those that would be it for me. Grace is that whole like giving people space thing, right? Like everyone's not going to be perfect. You got to give them grace. You got to. Yeah got to forgive. You got to, you got to let things go. If you don't have that, you won't have much unity, will you? Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think that unity can happen when people are willing to let go of themselves 
you know, in some of what you were saying, Shannon, like we're coming together for something that's bigger than yeah. myself. And if I can realize that and, and maybe let go of the way that I do things in my life to do things in the way that the vision of, of someone care soup kitchen or anything else does now, now I can help create some unity in that fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and we would also love to give the opportunity. I mean, people are listening to this and saying, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about this amazing place that is doing such wonderful things in this community. So could you share for our uh, viewers and listeners as well, how can people get a hold of you or get involved with someone care soup kitchen? And I've also heard within this that, that with that variety of people, I've heard, heard various ages that have been involved. So could you also share like, uh, yeah, what, what kind of ages can get involved in what you're doing and how can they get connected? So we would love for you, if you're over the age of 15 and we don't have, you just have to be a minimum of 15 and over. There is no other age requirement, but we would love for you to come in and be a part of what we do. It is amazing. And I can guarantee you, you will absolutely love the work that we do and those we serve. And it is, it's getting, it's getting out of your comfort zone and, and, uh, and uh, we have opportunities Monday um, through Friday. We have a nine to 12 or 12 to four shift or nine to four. And then on Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 12. So we have uh, seven days a week we're doing this. We'd love your your partnership. It's amazing. Uh, when you want to try to get a hold of us, get a hold of Elizabeth. Call Elizabeth here at the Soup Kitchen, 949-548-8861. Go to our website, someonecareskitchen.org, and uh, and we look forward to to communicating and and building that relationship with you and and sharing the experience that is Someone Cares Soup Kitchen. So good. Hey, everyone out there, you could be a part of this 108,000 people a year that, that roll through here with the opportunity to serve and be able to have conversations with people from all different kinds of walks of life that you get to serve alongside. Uh, it's such a great thing. Please go, go, go check out their website. Um, as you can see across the bottom of the screen right now, um, go check it out if you are interested in, in any way to be a part of this. Thank you. Shannon, thank you so much for being <laughs> a part of this with us today. What a what a treat to have you on. And I know that someone out there is going to mine some nuggets from all that you share that's going to help them. So thank you for all you're doing. And Thank you. You, you know, the crossing is such a, a such a special place in my heart. So and you that's, and you that's where that Shannon one. and I first met, for those of yeah. you that may not know that. <laughs> so, yeah. Super cool. Uh -huh. yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, with uh, my family being baptized there and my grandmother having, and you officiating at my grandmother's mm -hmm. service. So um, thank you, Ian, for, for, for being a friend and, and uh, someone I, I consider um, on the top of my list. So thank you. And Daniel, thank you. I appreciate your time and investment in doing all you do. So absolutely. I appreciate it. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> All right, Shannon, we'll let you go now, and you uh, have a great rest of your day, and we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Shannon. All right, Daniel, that was awesome, wasn't it? That was, that was wonderful. <laughs> She's an incredible woman, and um, I just love her smile and the joy that she brings. 
so full of joy. That's it. Really, yeah, you can see it right through the screen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What were, what were some of the, the nuggets you, you got from that? I think one of the nuggets that really stuck out to me is the opportunity that they give for varieties of people to come alongside each other and the conversations that can happen within that. A retiree yeah. talking to a 15-year-old, a 15-year-old talking with the chef and learning even how, how to cook like that. I don't know. There, there's something just about that, that multi-generational and multicultural, multi-walk of life aspect that just really stuck out to me in what she was sharing and how wonderful of an opportunity that is to, to experience that and be a part of that while serving. <laughs> like those yeah. two things together are amazing. It's, I mean, e either of those things individually would be great, but to see those two together um, is so wonderful. That was definitely something big that stuck out to me. Yeah, there are kind of two things for me I just want to leave our audience with too. Is first of all, like it's like you just said, it's that focus. Having a focus area, it pulls people together. And when that focus is something that makes a difference for other people, it, it it's even stronger. Like 108,000, are you, that's amazing. And then the final thing she said really hit me too that I think is so critical if there's going to be working together, if there's going to be unity and it's grace, mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got to give grace, people. You've got to give grace to your spouse. You've got to give grace to your family. You've got to give grace to people you work with. So if you don't know about grace, I would encourage you to learn about grace because I'm sure you've experienced it at some level. And so um, I, I hope that, that you guys heard that in there. I, I, I'm sure there's things... Daniel and I didn't mention that some of you heard, but man, what, what a great time. And uh, we, we just want to let all of you guys know, hey, we're going to drop content every Monday. Um, most Mondays, it's just a 10-minute kind of pump you up for, for creating unity and working together. And then once a month, we're going to do an interview like this with someone about what unity looks like in their context to their sector that they're working in. Um, so we hope you'll keep turning in to the We're Better Together podcast and that it'll encourage you um, to get better together in whatever area you're working on it because we all need it. <laughs> That's right. We just want to thank all of you for taking the time to, to listen to us today. We are excited to see where, where this goes, where this podcast goes and the people that come through here and what they share and how that impacts anyone uh, that chooses to listen or, or watch. Uh, and so we thank you so much for joining us within here. May we be better together. We'll see y'all soon.